0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Haunted Corner. I'm Ashton, and today I'm back with a monthly palette cleanser for you all. The spin off of the podcast called Humor Me This. This is where I track down some news headlines that have got, grabbed my attention over, over the last few months, um, stories that are interesting, maybe some follow ups on some previous cases. Who knows? So that's what we're going to get into today, and I hope you're ready for it. Up first, this article came from the USA Today. You've probably heard about this story in your news feed, probably saw it floating around the interwebs. This one, this article is written by George Petrus and Janet Lorkey from the USA Today. It reads, quote, the disappearance of pioneering aviator Amelia Earhart, so famous she could have been the Taylor Swift of her era, has captivated aviation fans and history buffs for 86 years. Now, her missing plane may have been found deep in the Pacific. Deep Sea Vision, a marine robotics company in South Carolina, says undersea scans produced a blurry sonar image that may be Earhart's Lockheed 10E Electra. Earhart, who was sometimes called Lady Lindy after Charles Lindbergh, was piloting the twin engine aircraft in her attempt to become the first woman to fly around the world. Tony Romeo, Deep Sea Vision CEO, said the image appears to be that of a plane on the seafloor about 100 miles from Howland Island. As we remember, Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, were heading for the island when they disappeared in July of 1937. The aircraft is at a depth of about 16,400 feet. By comparison, the Titanic is located at a depth of about 12,500 feet. Deep Sea Vision said the 16 member crew used an advanced underwater drone to scan more than 5,200 square miles of ocean floor in search of the aircraft. The sonar images have intrigued archaeologists, while others remain skeptical. Romeo plans another undersea visit to gather more visual evidence, but a date has not been set. So stay tuned for that. You know that I will be providing an update when I have one. Up next, this article popped up in my news feed because it's happening in my state. This one hits pretty close to home. I've covered this location on a previous episode as well, back in the early days of the podcast. This article is from CPR News, and it is titled, Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Inspiration for The Shining, is being sold to an Arizona nonprofit. The article reads, quote, The iconic Stanley Hotel in Estes Park is about to get a new owner. John Cullen, whose Grand Heritage Hotel Group has owned the property since buying it out of bankruptcy in the 1990s, told the Colorado Economic De- Development Commission that he is selling the hotel. The Stanley is best known as the inspiration for The Shining, Stephen King's classic horror novel that was made into a film starring Jack Nicholson. These. Financial details of the deal are murky. The buyer is Community Finance Corporation, an Arizona based nonprofit that works with governments to build and maintain real estate projects. The group intends to issue as much as $475 million in bonds to purchase the property, pay off existing debt, renovate the hotel, and build the long awaited Stanley Film Center. The new owners plans to use the property's revenues to pay off all that new debt. The Stanley Film Center, envisioned as a film venue and museum with a focus on the horror genre, has been in the works for a while. The project was approved for state funding in 2015 under Colorado's Regional Tourism Act, which was a state program created in 2009 to attract out-of-state visitors following the recession brought on by the housing crisis. So there's that. I've been planning a trip to the Stanley Hotel. I want to take my boys and stay up there. They are on board with ghost hunting with me. They're a little older now, so we're going to do it. But we may have to wait a little bit now. We'll see. Up next, have you ever wanted to quit a job so bad that you just leave in the middle of your shift? Like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. We've all been there, right? Well, not all of us have a job that is as high risk as this man, a Florida man, who was arrested for quitting his job in the middle of transporting prison inmates, deputies say. This article is from Fox 35 Orlando, because of course it is. And it reads, quote, an Orlando man was arrested after he drove a van full of prison inmates off course and refused to stop while traveling in North Carolina, deputies say. On Tuesday around 9 a.m., deputies received a call to be on the lookout for an inmate transport van traveling on I-40 in Statesville, North Carolina. The caller was the owner of the inmate transport company and reported the driver was off course and refusing to return the van. The driver, Joshua James Pinkwit, had four inmates in the locked car- cargo area of the van. Another employee was traveling in the van with the man who was texting the transport company, Owner, the owner of the transport company. He told the owner that he was quitting his job in the middle of the trip and refused to stop at the intended destination for the prisoners. Deputies stopped the van at I 40 and learned he was sus- supposed to stop at a location in Hickory with the inmates, but refused to stop. The man was charged with five counts of felony, second degree kidnapping, and felony larceny by an employee. So, yikes. And speaking of being bad at your job, this next couple, a Colorado couple, I might add, were arrested after their funeral home improperly stored 190 bodies. This article is from the New York Times, and it reads, quote, A husband and wife who owned a Colorado funeral home were arrested in Oklahoma on Wednesday in connection to the improper handling of at least 190 bodies that had been left in their care, the authorities said. The couple, John and Carrie Halford, were operating the Return to Nature Funeral Home in Colorado Springs in Penrose, Colorado, which offered so-called green burial options. The, surf visit, the services advertised on the business's website featured burials without chemicals or concrete vaults, which included placing bodies in biodegradable caskets, baskets, shroud, or even, quote, nothing at all. The Halfords were arrested in Wagner, Oklahoma. They had not been formally charged, but were held on suspicion of committing abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering and forgery. All felony charges, according to a statement from the Fourth Judicial District Attorney's Office in Colorado Springs. So, yikes again. Last month, a foul smell led investigators to the funeral home, where they found at least 115 decaying bodies, said officials, who described the scene as horrific. The bodies were, quote, improperly stored in what Fremont County Coroner Randy Keller described as a hazardous scene. The article continues. Last month, Mr. Keller said it could take months to determine the identities of the deceased through fingerprints, dental records or DNA. He said on Wednesday that so far, 110 people had been identified. About 137 families have been notified and 25 bodies have been released to their families. My God, that is horrific. All right, I'm going to round us out with two very heartwarming tales about animals. Up first, if you know me, you know that my spirit animals are pandas and manatees. So when I saw this headline from Tampa Bay Times, you know it grabbed my attention and my heart. So the article is titled, Freed from a Miami Aquarium, Florida manatees Romeo and Juliet arrive at Zoo Tampa for care. I'll link to the article on the blog post for you so you can read it yourself, but it summarizes how this happened was a drone was flying over the Miami Sea Aquarium and the sea, the sea aquarium, the Miami Sea Aquarium, and the video was viewed more than 20 million times and it showed Romeo swimming all alone in what appeared to be a small rundown aquarium pool with a dirty floor. So social media, social media, right? And a lot of attention was attracted to it, and so people decried what they said was manatee isolation of these semi-social creatures and called for the release of Romeo, Juliet, and Clarity from the aquarium. Romeo and Juliet had lived at Miami Sea Aquarium since the late 50s, which predates animal protection laws passed in the 1970s, like the Endangered Species Act and Marine Animal Protection Act. So... This was a big, big push. Um, and finally, Juliet went first. She made her way to Zootampa. And then Romeo followed shortly after. He and Juliet are both doing well. And they're, they're with other manatees of their same gender. And it ended up being a not-so-tragic end- ending for Romeo and Juliet, the manatees, which I love. And finally, this is from NPR. I saw this one also on social media, probably because a lot of the articles that I get are about animals now. I think that it's just targeted towards me now. Um, This one reads, how wildlife officials saved a humpback whale found hogtied to a 300 uh, 300 pound crab pot. This says wildlife officials successfully rescued a humpback whale after it was discovered entangled in a web of crabbing gear at and at risk of dying. The National Park Service said a pair of residents first spotted the whale on October 10th off the coast of Gustavus, Alaska, surrounded by Glacier Bay National Park. It's bordered by the so-called Icy Strait, a popular ocean feeding ground for humpback whales in the spring, summer and fall. But this particular whale wasn't feeding it was seen trailing two buoys making unusual sounds and having trouble moving freely according to an account of the rescue from the park service when park staff were able to assess the situation from a boat they found a heavy fishing line winding from the whale's mouth to its tail ending in a glob of tangled lines at its tail Janet Nielsen, who is a whale biologist with the NPS, and her colleagues called the owners of the crabbing gear, who confirmed that a 300-pound crab pot had gone missing, along with 450 feet of heavy line. The whale had likely been entangled for about three days. So, they jumped into action. NOAA had a team of trained experts assembled by the following morning, In a stroke of good luck, a few of the rescuers were able to spot the whale and its trailing buoys while flying in from Juneau, Alaska. The whale had managed to travel about a mile from where it was spotted the day before. So, at first, the whale tried to evade the rescuers, of course, but eventually it calmed down and the rescuers were able to start cutting the lines with handled cutting equipment and they would do this as the whale would come up to the surface for 30 second, 30 second chunks in roughly nine minute intervals seven hours later they cut the last line and the whale was free so that's another good heartwarming story for your thursday and that's going to do it for this month's episode of humor me this some good ones this month if you have something that you want me to cover on the next month's episode of humor me this send it on over to the at gmail.com and i'll check it out i do have something big coming and i can't wait to tell you about it you'll have to tune in next week for the big announcement you don't want to miss it i'm really excited for this year i'm excited for the new things that are coming and i can't wait to share it with you Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will link to all of the articles I used in today's episode on the blog post, and that will be linked to in the show notes. So check them out if you want to read the full articles. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. You'll have access to the exclusive Patreon-only episodes, early and ad-free access to episodes, plus a ton more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Corner to join now. Your support means the world to me. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell a friend. And if you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to Corner at gmail.com or submit it through the website until next time be kind and take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon bye